my brothers and sisters in Christ, on this beautiful day, we are invited to reflect deeply in the theme which runs through the first reading and the, the gospel. The theme is prayer. Prayer, prayer, and prayer. Persistency and constancy in prayer builds the disciple. Prayer is the key to unlock God's manifold gift to each and every one of us. Why are we invited to persist in prayer? Why does the Lord have to remind us of this simple and basic truth of our faith? Well, it is very simple when we look back to the readings we had, and that is from the very first one, Exodus, the event that occurred in the life of the people. Because sometimes the temptation is to ask myself, but, you know, um, why should I pray when I know already that God has the answer? He knows everything. Why should I persist? Why should I keep on praying about the same thing all the time? Why not just once and the Lord grant that prayer? But, well, let's look at what the Israelites themselves had to undergo. You see that uh, in the event itself, what happened was the encounter between God's people and the Amalekites. It's good to know that the Amalekites were not just another kind of enemy to the people of God. They were a very warring group of people. They were all descendants of the grandson of Esau. They lived in the region of the Dead Sea. In the history of Israel, it was an insult to even refer to someone as a friend of Amalek. When Amalek or Amalekites invade a particular place or territory, as they often do, they go to plunder. They kill for pleasure. So it was fun for them to take lives. So when they saw this little group of people coming to their region, the Israelites, they thought, well, we have another group of people to, you know, deal with unjustly to take away their things. But what they did not know was that this little group of people, known as the Israelites, had something greater than the Amalekites did get to know about. And that was because God was on the side of the Israelite. Why was God in their side? Of course, we know about the covenant why was God on their side in this particular battle? We knew that they were constantly in prayer. 
relying on the strength of God and power. And we know that they were constantly in prayer because, as we heard, the captain, Aaron and Hor, kept on holding Moses' hands. That's what prayer does. When we come in our knees, like like Archbishop Fulton Sheen would say, that we may not be able to meet with each other every time, but on our knees, we are always united together on our knees. So with prayer in community, with prayer, even when we're not part of the community but we're outside, when we pray, we come together. So in that perseverance in prayer, in that consistency in prayer, helped the battle, you know, to be of God's. Because God gave them the victory because they were constantly reunited with him in asking for his help. So, that was what happened. But let us come back to our own time. Can that be relevant to us today? Well, a beautiful example would be just look at the church today. How often do you see people spend a lot of time praying for the spiritual leaders, the, 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 the priests or the pope or the bishops or the religious? How often do you see people spend much time praying for them than to d- the other way around? So we see in, the, in, the, in Joseph or uh, in Moses' life, the people supported him. And that was how the victory was won. The battle is not ours. The battle is of him who has invited us. It is easy to forget that we are fighting a spiritual battle. And when we are divided, then the devil is able to strike. But when we are together... The devil is always afraid and scared. So that's why he keeps on looking for opportunity to take one person out of the community, one after the other, just one at a time. When he pulls a person out, he knows that he's able to deal with that person. And he continues to do that because he thinks that eventually all of them will stop you know, communing with the Lord. So that's what he does. When you go online, you would see our Holy Father prayer intention, monthly intentions. And that prayer has been prayed because people, many in the church today, sees the need to constantly hold on the hands of the Holy Father. Because that's how the battle will be defeated. Many in the church today are doing that by just trying to pray with him. When you look at the prayer intention for this month, it's that the breath of the Holy Spirit will engender the new missionary spring in the church. How many of us remembered to pray? 
that the breath of the Holy Spirit will engender a new missionary springtime in the church. That's what it means. That's what it takes to be together in one front, undivided mind. And that also gets translated into our families, to hold each other's hand in prayer, to hold each other's hand, because the devil wants the, weaker, the weakest point to strike. So many times we would say, just like myself, but, but it, before I came to know the secret about just persistency in prayer, I used to ask, you know, he knows everything. Why should I continue praying? Why should I pray? But after some time, I came to realize the answers in the words of St. Augustine. St. Augustine wrote that God wants us to exercise our desire through prayers because he wants us to trust absolutely in him so that we will be capable to receive that which he is preparing to give to us. Because what he's preparing to give to us is so great that our capacity has to be enwidened so that we can receive it. What does that mean? I'm praying for a family member to convert. I want this person to change his or her bad attitude of life and all that. I've been praying for many years now. But I think one day the Lord will look upon this person in mercy. That's good. The other person has been praying for the family member to convert or to change his or her behavior. And God granted instantly. And the person, the next time he meets this family member, is filled with pride. I did it. Of course, I did it. I've been praying for, for you. Um, I thank God that God used me to, to bless you. Hmm? That's not what God wants. So he chose that that person did not really even have the capacity to receive the fruit of his prayer. So you see, sometimes God allows us. It's not that he's not going to give to us. He's already preparing those things to give to us. And all the things he prepares, the scripture says, what the eyes have not seen, what the ears have not heard, what the heart have not thought about, is the very things he's preparing for us. So he wants us to be mature, to receive those things, so that it will come to a time where we would say, oh, I think... I can see the hands of God in this because this happened when I didn't even expect. I've been praying for many years, but he came to pass so I can see that he is the one that did it. So my brothers and sisters in Christ, you may be sitting here, but you have something you have been praying for many years. The Lord says, do not stop praying. Just 
believe that he he has something better that he has already prepared but is waiting for the right time to hand it over to you do not stop praying let him be in charge of it let our desire also be our prayer that's what it means to be in constant prayer every time saint teresa of avila whom we celebrated on october 15 um, she was the first woman doctor of the church, as we know. Um, you see that she was proclaimed the doctor of the church because of her treatise, beautiful expressions uh, of uh, writings in prayer. So she's a doctor of prayer. Teresa, at the point in the convent, she almost lost her soul because she thought that um, those that she was, you know, surrounded by, helped her to fall. But she came to a point in her life that she sat back and began to think, but how is it that I did not remain on the ground when I fell? Oh, it was because the Lord raised me up, stretched forth his hands, lifted my hands up, lifted me up. So it was the mercy of God. Why did Teresa have to say that? Because she sees the need for all of us to be united constantly to rather raise each other up in prayer and not to bring them down but to raise each other up in prayer, to join hands together. You could say, pray for me. Tell, don't be ashamed to tell someone, your brothers or sisters, your friends, to pray for you. Don't be scared to do that because we are family. That's what family do. They rely on each other's help. So as we come today, let us ask our dearest Lord to fan into flame that Spirit, that, that, that fire of love so that we will continue to grow in faith, hope, and in charity through our constant prayers with him.